That was a good one, Josh. That was a good one. Looks like we're live. Welcome to Failure to Stop's last call political news. Starting out the new year on fire. I knew this year was going to be crazy. It's election season. And that means all the things are going to happen. It's the end of the world as we know it. No, I don't think so. But hey, it's fun to talk about, right? Listen, we got a show chock full of shit today. Uh, we got the Epstein list. We got German farmers. And the media just decided didn't want anybody else to know that thousands of farmers, they call it hundreds. The picture looks more like thousands. Just went in a big, massive tractor protest. If you're a tractor lover like myself, this is an awesome story to at least even visually uh, look at being pulled down all over the interwebs. Dave Chappelle's show's got a lot of backlash. The Harvard president ripped away, resigned in disgrace. whole bunch of tsunamis, some earthquakes, some plane crashes. Uh, but the big story today, the big story today is the Epstein list, what we need to know about it. All this and more on today's Failure to Stop's Last Call Political News Wednesdays. Hit it, Joshua. The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. To end policing as we know it. Off the charts violence in New York City. 11 people shot in just eight hours on this is Sunday. About the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. you guys man and the chats are filling up early man it's good to be Burke we got Loren in the chats we got Murph 530 Tyler S David J uh well so we got up in here uh dead leg is over here good morning dead leg how are you doing Will Cray's been here since early this morning what's going on guys uh so good to be here I Josh let me tell you what dude I don't like taking a week and a half off a podcast I don't it like weird. I don't like it at all. I did like a whole fast. I did a whole social media kind of fast. No social media, really. No uh, podcasting. No listening to podcasts. I did it for the whole holiday season. Did a lot of traveling. Really weird traveling and not listening to podcasts. But I really had to turn it off <clears throat> for a week and a half. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was weird. I did the same thing. It was it, like we're attached to our phones all the time or attached to the computer all the time. It was weird to not be sitting here and doing something for a day, then really two was, days, then three days. And then uh, the kids, uh, you know, I didn't do much videoing of the kids skateboarding and posting on their social media or anything. So just being at the skate park and, you know, you know, people can say that the screens really kind of <clears throat> uh, interrupt life as we know it. Right. Because our heads are down in the screen. There's a lot of negative things to say about screen time. And I believe most of it, 99.9% of the world's problems are derived by screens. But there is 1.1% uh, that the screens do do more good than than harm. And that one, that, that small percent, what do I mean by that? It sounds crazy, but it's like my kid got a, uh, right now we're doing a 30-day no screens. 30-day no screens in the house, no TV, no Netflix and chilling, nothing. So we've been playing games. We've probably paid, played uh, 25 Rounds of Yahtzee in the last three days. Thanks to Josh for getting my family the Yahtzee game for Christmas. But uh, <clears throat> my kids got um, a guitar for Christmas, a gold mining pan set like a for gold mining 
panning gold. And so the we had to bring back screens so that they could be educated on those on how to use those things. So like it was weird, but I don't know how to pan for gold and I don't really know how to play the guitar all that well. So we kind of told them like screens for purely educational purposes as in instruction, how to draw something, uh, how to, do, you know, that's, we kind of allowed that in, which is very strange when you're doing like a, when you're doing like a 30 day, no screens, but you really kind of realize and quickly that there are some good aspects of having screens and screen time. There are when I'm over the week or over this past week, I met a lot of my lighting buddies and I were have also had a lot of free time to chit chat. So we would be talking about issues or we're talking about a problem or we're talking about something where we're wanting to know like the size of something. And I was like, if only we had the answers to anything that our mind ever wanted to know at our fingertips, we could just Google it and have it all. We just forget how easy it is sometimes we're to just have the answers. But it is. It's nice to take a break and yeah. nice to look at my phone and go, your screen time is down 187%. Like, yeah, that's awesome. That's kind of what mine was. But listen, guys, I uh, I missed it. I missed being here. I missed, you know what I really missed, Josh? I missed all the research, dude. I really, I do enjoy waking up every morning, you know, uh, crack ass of dawn and grabbing that first cup of coffee and then just jumping onto the news and, and seeing what I can learn from it and what can I dig up from it. It's really like playing detective now that I'm not a cop anymore. It's like the only like kind of detective. So the only way I get to like flirt with the job is kind of diving down these like dark rabbit holes. And then um, I also like writing comedy off of it. And so not having any of that for a week, I just kind of felt like, what do I do? You know, well, you know, it's like I need to know. But if you're not doing a podcast, you don't need to know. So anyway, I say all that to say, it's good to be back and back with us this year. Factormeals.com forward slash Wolfpack50, 50% off meal planning to the next level. Lord knows I need it because uh, like most of you guys making changes for the new years, I started making my changes though the first of December this year. and um, Not because I'm just cooler than you or better than you. It just kind of happened that way. I'll explain that later. Um, and then we also got Ghostbed back for the whole year. It looks like um, the contract's not sign with Ghostbed yet, which kind of scares me, but it's all positive, positive talks on the uh, the chats, on the texties. So uh, I think we have them back for a whole year, but uh, you know, uh, fingers crossed, uh, those, their, their guys are so good to us and we love them. It's what keeps us, this, this show going, but uh, what really keeps us going every single day is the Wolfpack, man. And, and because I didn't have you for the last eight days, nine days, 10 days, whatever it was, um, Man, I just, it hit me in the feels, hit me in the feels. You guys have become my family. You guys have become my friends. Uh, I do appreciate all of you guys posting on the FTS Wolfpack, the, the private Wolfpack page. That page brings me so much joy. If you want to get on there, get on there. It's a, it's a, just a great space, but it's just fun, man. And, and really the, we don't have to police it at all. I mean, the memes are ridiculous. They're dark and I like that, but there's also some like lightful, uh, you guys are posting pictures of your fam, your, your Christmas outings and all those things, man, they motivate me when I see families doing family shit that gets me, that gets my gears driving. I want to see 
more of that. That's what gets me excited is when first responders are putting that time and that energy into their family. It really does make me happy. So to all those uh, that posted um, in the Wolfpack private chats of, of your families, even if I didn't hit the like button because I, I really didn't social media that much over the today, know that I did see a lot of it and it brought joy and it brought a smile to to my face and to my life. So uh, thank you guys for that. Um, that's an, oh, by the way, got the Red Pills shirt, the Red Pills thread shirt on. Love, let me stay up show you guys this shirt look at this shirt man he sent me a whole new package of shirts look at this that's ah, a cool ass shirt man that is a cool shirt uh if anybody don't know it's the uh, vendetta uh you remember that movie vendetta v for vendetta v. vendetta guy and he's got the red pill in his hand it's just a dope ass shirt if you're into uh, red pill stuff like i am uh, now, I'm not saying I believe everything, guys. I don't believe everything that I hear, but boy, do I love it's like on ES, it's like the guys who watch ESPN every day and they just love to consume all that sports knowledge. They love all those stats and statistics of sports and sporting things and guys tackling each other and, you know, who said this and who said that. It's like that for me, but on the conspiracy side of things. I like to know, you know, because these ESPN guys, they don't know who's going to win. They just speculate. It's the same thing with conspiracy theories. Nobody really knows. We're just speculating. And it's fun to hear all the different speculations. One of them's true. One of those speculations is going to be right. But which one's it going to be? Um, and, and really that all stemmed from our first story of the day, which is this whole Epstein list release. I'm obsessed with this. Yes, I am obsessed with this. I've been posting on on Twitter, uh, X, formerly known as Twitter. I've been posting on it a lot. And um, I, I post like my random thoughts on the Epstein list so much. And somebody sent me a private message and said, like, you need to get help. You need to get help. You're obsessed. You're, you're too obsessed. Well, I have five kids that I homeschool. And I happen to be a big fan of, of kids, protecting kids, I should say. <laughs> Saying right now I'm a big fan of kids is <laughs> probably not appropriate. So let me back. You know, but speaking of that clip, Josh, do you remember when Biden said he likes the smell of kids? There is an article. Maybe you can find it really quick. I don't know. But there was at some point Biden said something on the line on the on the long of the lines of I like to smell kids. I like the way they smell. So I like to sniff kids. And everybody shit on them. Um, but if you've never sniffed a baby. Man, that is the best smell in the world. If I could bottle up the smell of fresh baby, uh, not fresh, like out of the womb fresh, but like three or four days after, after the first bath, baby smell. Yeah. Oh man, that's a baby. good smell. Baby so powder. We'll back Biden up on that one. Uh, I have to agree with him on that one. Like, uh, I know it's weird and creepy and he's a creepy dude and he is a creepy guy for sure a creepy guy but that one statement i kind of have to just internalize it like yeah i gotta give him a pass i gotta give him a pass um but anyway it's not that i'm obsessed it's that i have been basically a protector oh i don't know for the 16 years of my life you know i wanted to be in the military i wanted to go overseas and i did go overseas and and, and i wanted to when i came home i wanted to continue service to others i thought i wanted to get out of the military and just be a civilian and be proud of being a civilian and leave that side behind me but i only made it as a civilian for like six or eight months and i was like dude i gotta get back in the game like this sucks being a civilian sucks like, that's not what i was put on this earth to do so i became a uh, a first responder a police officer 
a big city cop. And then I opted to work in the, and so like being a protector, being a warrior, I guess, if you want to say it has always been like inside of me, it's been something that I've, I've, I've taken joy in. And so it's not that I'm obsessed with the Epstein list. It's that I'm obsessed with protecting others and finding justice where justice is needed. And there's not many, like I wasn't boned up on the war. In Afghanistan, like I knew I was fighting Bush's war to keep the Bush family rich. I wasn't so ignorant to that. I knew of the military industrial complex mainly because my sergeant had just graduated from the University of Florida and he was just emphatic. He was like, You guys have to know that this is all about keeping rich people really rich and it's all about oil and smoke and mirrors. And, and so I wasn't like, completely ignorant to the fact I'd like to believe at that time that I thought that I didn't believe it, but I really kind of did, but I didn't care. I did see people who needed to be helped, the people that were being oppressed. And so I just kind of internalized it as I'm here to help them. That's what I'm here to do. I don't care about the politics of the war. If there is a, an Afghan that I can help, then uh, let me mute his mic while he's coughing up his third lung over there. Um, but, um, Man, your cough threw me off. God dang it. Damn it. Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, Saving the kids. But yeah, you know, so when when this came up, when the Epstein thing came up, it was something I felt I could actually rally around. I didn't give a shit about Back Lives Matter movement because it was all smoking meters and it was bullshit. I don't care about global warming and climate change because too much of it is politicized and, you know, it, what's going to happen is going to happen. But the Epstein stuff, there are real evil people that need to be, they need to atone for their sins. And so I, I did get really, really into the Epstein list. I don't know that I'm obsessed is quite the right word, um, but I'm definitely into it. So the person who reached out on Twitter and said that I need to chill on it, I don't think this is what I'm going to chill on. So no. Well, here's the other reason is, we're we have the law enforcement mindset so the investigation doesn't like we have a list there the, the, the investigation just doesn't stop because you have a conviction or because he hung himself allegedly or you have her behind bars you still have a list like you have a client list it's not like a list of people that kind of did something it, it's the people that were involved in this they're actively involved in arguably one of the largest child sex trafficking rings known to man and we have a list and instead of going after the people on that list and continuing to literally check the people off the list we're just going to ignore it not ignore it we're just going to suppress it as much as possible that that i don't get I, and the ignorance of like the political divide between the the list, which by the way, we keep calling it a list. This is a deposition. Uh, this is a deposition by one of the victims. We'll talk about it here in a second. And basically everything from the deposition has been redacted up to this point. And a uh, certain judge who we'll talk about here shortly is uh, releasing the redactions of the of the deposition. So we're going to really kind of get the whole picture instead of it calling like John Doe, Jane Doe, they're actually going to start, uh, you know, using Bill Clinton and, and, and I say Bill Clinton first uh, because Bill Clinton has really become the hyper focus of this whole thing. 
I'd love to know why. And I can't wait to read what comes out. Now, it could be coming out any minute, any day. They had until Monday to kind of put in their grievances about why this list shouldn't come out and they could appeal it and, and appeal the decision. Nothing has come. They had like Monday till midnight. And and that, but we haven't heard any news since then. So everybody's just kind of patiently waiting, including Aaron Rodgers, which we'll get into here in a second. Uh, everybody's just kind of patiently waiting uh, for this deposition that has the names not redacted on it to come out, which will paint a more broad, uh, like a broader picture of the entire uh, Epstein investigation. And, and that's, that's, that's great. And, but here's the thing is if you get on the Twitters, the X's, whatever you want to call it, everybody's politically dividing this saying Trump's going to be on the list or so-and-so is going to be on the list. I don't care what side of the fence who's on the list. What I want to know is and it's like, we're treating this as if it's literally just a list of names. It's not a list of names. You can read what part. So like if Bill Clinton's on this 50 times, but it's talking about, they subpoenaed him or, um, he was indicted during this time or there was an email. You know what I mean? Like it might not say that Bill Clinton was on the island at this particular time. We don't know what the deposition is going to look like. So you really can't judge. You can't say Trump's not on the list or Trump did this on the list or Clinton did this on the list or wasn't on the list until the list actually comes out and you actually read it. What you're doing is just trying to uh, compartmentalize the facts to push your own personal agenda. Like, hey, maybe you're a Trump lover. Maybe you're a Trump liker. But listen, I don't know that I would be defending Trump right now not having seen this list. I'm not so bold to say that Trump's not on the list or is on the list because we don't know. We haven't seen it yet. And what if it's some really crazy shit and you're going to look like a fucking, you're, you're going to look like an idiot. So I, I think before you start throwing stones, we should kind of wait and see what this glass house looks like and whose names are on it and what the implications are. Because again, like I've said from the beginning with this Epstein list, guys, uh, yeah, just because you went to an island, like I, I went to an orgy. I didn't participate. I only stayed for uh, two, two minutes at the most, three minutes at the most. But like, Jesus, I didn't know what I was walking into. I had no idea. Um, and these were just influencers that were cool. And I thought I might want to be like them. So when I get invited to a party, I felt cool. And I showed up at the party and I was like, yo, this party's a little bit more out of control than I thought it was going to be. Uh, who's to say that? I don't think anybody really knew who Epstein was, um, until they were invited to his Island. And listen, maybe they saw some things on the Island. Maybe they didn't. I, I guarantee you that influencer house I went to doesn't have orgies every single day. Uh, and actually up until the orgy point, uh, I really had nothing to say about those folks, except I enjoyed their content. I had no idea that they were, and, and hey, listen, to each their own, it, it was a legal orgy. There wasn't like uh, kids or anything or any, it, it, you know, it, nobody looked uh, to be very young at all. It, it actually looked to be, you know, more older folks than anything. But, um, you know, who's who's to say that just because they went to the island means that they they indulge in this, this pedophile stuff. So, um Michael Hendricks in the chat says, if Trump was on the list, it would have been leaked it day one. You know, I'd like to believe that, but, you know, I, I think because the, the Epstein stuff happened during the, the Trump administration, you know, I, I think Trump was awkwardly silent about the, the Epstein list. I mean, he threw a couple of jabs here and there, but I really, you know, I've said on, on, on Twitter that uh, I'll vote for the guy who goes all in on this Epstein list. I'll go, I'll vote for the guy who says, I'm going to bust this investigation 
wide open. I'm going to tell you guys all the facts. The only reason we don't know the facts of this investigation is because it's rich elites. Remember, if we go back to the Denny Perkins case, which was just as vile and horrific as the Epstein case, the only reason we knew everything about that case, and there's hardly any redactions at all. The only redactions in that case were the miners' names and addresses. That was it. Um, but in the most gory and grossest detail, we got to learn uh, about a uh, a teacher police uh, sexcapade that, that took place for 14 fucking years or something like that. I don't remember how many years it was, but it was it was an obnoxious, it was over a, uh, it was over a decade, was, wasn't it? It was at least 10 it years. Yeah, it was a while ago. Um, of, of sex crime, uh, you know, the, the most horrific child sex crimes, uh, terabytes of videos taken to these children. But we were able to hear all the facts of that case. If you want to go back and listen to it, it's a failure to stop Denny, Denny, uh, Dennis Perkins or Denny Perkins, Dennis Perkins. Dennis Perkins. Yeah, it was, it was a while ago. We've, we're, we're coming up on almost a thousand episodes uh, of my podcasting career. I think we're somewhere in the four or 500 range for failure stuff, but um, you can go back and check out that case. It's one of my favorite breakdowns of all time, only because I was able to talk to uh, other officers from that agency who personally knew the guy. I actually had one fly from, from Louisiana and meet me at my distillery and we chatted about it. But here's the point. We were able to get all the information, even the information from his oral board um, and the personal notes written by the people on his oral board to become a cop. And some of these notes were like, this dude should not be a cop at all. Um, uh, we got his lie detector test. We got to see all of these things, but we can't see anything from the Epstein investigation. And these things are like linked hand in hand. They're the same type of crime um, done in the same type of way. But the only reason one is completely released is because it happened between cops and teachers, whereas this one was rich elites. And that is a gross misjustice. So I will vote for any man, left or right or center. I don't care about your abortion issues at this point. I don't care about your gay rights issues at this point. Literally, I will vote for the guy who says, I will give you this entire investigation from start to finish because I know in my heart I know that this investigation is bigger. It's the biggest investigation of all time. And you cannot objectively dispute that this case isn't the biggest case on the world stage. I can't think of a bigger, there isn't a bigger case than this case. And that is why it has been so hush-hush why it's been so wrapped un under the rug, swept under the rug, and why none of it makes sense. It is not a conspiracy wackadoodle theory like the left, like the hard left, is trying to paint it out to be. This is a government attack, uh, 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 a government uh, ploy to make everybody that thinks the Epstein list, listen, it's okay for you to believe in aliens. No, nobody says you're crazy for believing in aliens. Nobody says you're crazy for believing in heaven and hell and Jesus and all these things that are unexplainable. Nobody uh, thinks you're 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 crazy uh, because you have a Bigfoot fascination. But if you want to know as much as you can about the Epstein list, you're a crazy wackadoo. Because what makes conspiracy or what lets conspiracy theorists and and lets things just start rolling and I would say get out of hand. But get out of hand is everything is shielded in secrecy. Like if you want us to say, okay, these are the people that were doing the bad stuff. We had nothing to do with it. This is what we were doing. Then, okay, 
step out in the light. Let's let's hear what's really going on. Let's get the list. Let's investigate this. And if these, you can't tell me that this is the largest uh, child sex trafficking ring known to man and all of these victims, and you've only got two people and one of them allegedly killed himself in prison. That's it. You're going to only have two. That two. Well, let's go That's it. further. Let's go a step further. This is the biggest uh, sex trafficking ring uh, to ever been discovered. And it was discovered. Uh, the, the whole process started with Internet sleuths like us in the early 2000s when that wasn't even a thing. This was the beginning of the QAnon thing. The QAnon guys are the ones that started uncovering a lot of this Epstein stuff. As crazy as that sounds, but here's where that story gets crazier and, and people don't want to talk about it. This is a hundred percent true. This is not a conspiracy theory. Gislaine or Gislaine or however you say her name, Maxwell's dad was a spy who under very, very odd circumstances died in a drowning accident. Like guys, how, like are, how crazy is it that let me I'll read this. A lot of people don't know this. A lot of people don't know this, Josh. Robert Maxwell. This is just like Maxwell's dad. Born in 1923, Czechoslovakia. He died in 1991 at sea off the Canary Island. He was a Czechoslovakian-born British publisher who built an international communications empire. His financial risk led him to grand fraud and then an apparent, quote, unquote, suicide but here's the other part of that story that you don't know. And, and look, you can Wikipedia this yourself. You can fact check it yourself. There's a book. There's actually a book out called Robert Maxwell, Israeli Super Spy. Let that sink in for you guys just listening in your patrol cars and your, in your meat wagons and your little red fire wagon. Robert Maxwell, Israeli Super Spy. This is by Martin Dillon. Uh, this is, a, I, I guess, a clip from the back of the book, some details from the book. In 1991, British media tycoon Robert Maxwell died in a mysterious circumstances off his yacht in the Canary Islands. The official cause of death was drowning, uh, but this intriguing, if somewhat overreaching investigative work argues that Maxwell died at the hands of the spy agency he worked for, Israel's Mossad. Thomas Gideon spies and Dylan Shankill butchers have little sympathy for Maxwell. They build an unflattering portrait of an overweight and vain man who rose from pre-World War II Jewish childhood in Czechoslovakia and England to become one of the world's most powerful media barons. Media barons. Ghislaine Maxwell's dad. Mossad spy. Media, mainstream media tycoon. Israeli and British intelligence, for instance, both named anonymous. The authors argue that Maxwell helped the Mossad steal intelligence gathering software from the U.S. and then sold it around the world. They also depict Maxwell's involvement in several other international intrigues, including an attempt to involve the Jewish state in the 1991 coup against uh, Mikhail Gorbachev. Much of the book has breathless tone, particularly when the authors describe in detail the night of Maxwell's death. The Mossad waxed Maxwell's, they say, uh, because he tried to extort money from them to get out of debt. Some readers might find the depiction of the Mossad at times hard to believe, such as the suggestion that the spy agency was entangled in the death of Senator John Tower. But those interested in the world of international intrigue will find themselves engrossed uh, so this was just kind of a, a, a review of the book, Robert Maxwell's Israeli Super Spy, The Life and Murder of Media 
mogul. See, a lot of people don't know that that Ghislaine's Maxwell dad, like even if you go to Wikipedia about Robert Maxwell real fast, um, it says uh, this is this is from Wikipedia. So you take that as the source as you want to take it. Um, but this is how it was a Czechoslovakia born British media proprietor, member of parliament, suspected spy and fraudster. Now, the name of his publication group has some ties to actual Satanism uh, because his his press was called the Pergamon Press, which is Greek folklore. I think that was um, the, the the city on high. This was the like the city of the gods they built really high. You can go and, and research or go down that rabbit hole if you would like. Um, but there are some 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 strange ties. Listen, I don't I don't need to go that deep into it. I, you know, I, is it weird that his press is called Pergamon Press? It, you you go ahead and look it up yourself. Make that decision. I'm not going to go down that crazy rabbit hole because we could go really far into that. And I, I Jimmy Kimmel's going to tweet about us. What's that? If we go too deep down the rabbit hole, Jimmy Kimmel might tweet about us. Yeah, he might make fun of us and tweet about us, which is going to take a center and anything. But here's the point, though, is this story about the Epstein list and why it's the biggest story in the world, or it should be the most mainstream in the world, is because it has so many – it's like a like a novel – I mean, you've got this woman whose dad is a spy, and now we've got uh, Epstein Island, and and his his uh, his compound is designed to to look like an Israeli compound. It's even blue and white with the gold dome on top. It's got all these like Israeli feel, and like now that there's talk about it, there being blackmail, and there was cameras over the entire structure of this place in every single room hitting cameras um really if you if you looked at the documentary you could see how deep it was almost like a um uh what it was a pyramid scandal with sex trafficking so it was like if you if you recruited a, mas- a masseuse at this age you would get these kinds of uh kickbacks for it and and and, and it was really just an amazing feat of <sighs> debauchery yeah yeah that's a fair word for it debauchery it it, it was you know and and if you can believe that happened that's real that's not conspiracy so when you look at it that way nothing else is really off the table the fact that they were able to make a multi-level marketing scheme out of trafficking masseuses underage masseuses or masseuses that look young and track traffic them uh, um, at their at this island, that in itself is unbelievable, and it really happened. So nothing is really off the table, especially when you find out who Ghislaine Maxwell's father was, and then we still really don't know who Epstein was and how he was involved. Now, like I would like to take it one step further and say that Ghislaine Maxwell might have been the one running all of it. She might have. She might be the spy. Uh, that was holding every for Blackwell. She might have been the brains of the whole operation, uh, but really, it is it's, it is the biggest worldwide case. There's some big names on there, the British names. At the end of the day, this is not just a list. Again, that's the mainstream media propaganda calling it a list, making it think that you're going to get some kind of flight log uh, list. With no, this is a deposition. Um, how this girl? What is her name? Virginia Dufresne. What's uh, I think John Doe 107 is what it is. If I'm if memory is correct, yeah. Um, 
So here, let me, this is from Axios really quick. This is the big picture coming from Axios. These documents include 150 names deriving from a civil lawsuit against Ghislaine Maxwell, who was sentenced. Oh, by the way, fuck you if you want to correct me for saying her name. Who gives a shit how I say her name? Who fucking cares? This bitch is diabolical. Like scum of the earth. I don't want to pronounce her name right. I'll say her name however I feel fit. And, and how I say her name, I, I want it to be as demeaning as possible. Who was sentenced last year to 20 years in prison. Not enough, by the way. Um, not enough. Denny Perkins was uh, sentenced like 200 and something fucking years for his crimes, which are almost identical to, to, the same, to these crimes. Uh, she only gets 20 years. Sex trafficking and other charges for helping Epstein sexually abuse teenage girls. And that makes me go down that rabbit hole even further, right? Because she's only getting 20 years. When she is the one that kept up with all the books, she's the one that really created this multi-level uh, marketing triangle pyramid of how to to get girls, underage victims, to recruit other victims. She's the mastermind of all of this, and all she gets is twenty years. And she's what? She's not dead. She's not and, the one that's dead. And there's nobody else in custody. Because here's what, like, like Eric's saying. She only gets 20 years. Normally, when something like this happens, when you're taking down a large organization, criminal organization, get whatever it is, and you've got that one person that's going to sing and tells about the books and tells about all the stuff that they did, the tax evasion and the shootings and all that stuff. That person gets a sweetheart deal because they have another like 30 or 40 convictions that are going to come along with it on the backside because of this person's testimony and their deposition. There's nothing. All we have is sealed documents and this yeah what if dude what if you know what if all right follow me down this rabbit hole really quick what if epstein jeffrey epstein was just some fucking pervert just evil dude Chislane is the mastermind of this whole thing and she's just getting this dude to lure everybody in and she's collecting the blackmail. She's collecting the tapes. She's funding the whole thing. She's the one that, that puts him on the map because she's backed by Mossad by, you know, uh, carrying out her, her father's, uh, where, where her father left off. So I'm like, yeah, what if she's the crazy mastermind with all the stuff and they just make Epstein disappear? Cause he's just another, uh, you know, he's just another, uh, a string attached to the whole thing. It's a name to put the, it's the Epstein list. It's not the Maxwell list. Um, so, yeah, exactly. So you put all eyes on Epstein, but really, Jislaine uh, is the one that's, you know, uh, got all the British spy stuff. She's the one that's setting all these things up. She's the one doing the black, uh, you know, the, the underground uh, backdoor deals here. Now, it's also odd that, you know, like there's that, that she's like got this, like she's not even really in prison. She's kind of like almost like I got a day camp type sitch um, playing pickleball and all these other things. I've heard it all. Haven't done any research. Haven't fact checked any of that. But uh, uh, anyway, part of this lawsuit, Virginia Gufrey, I was right on the name there, accused Maxwell of facilitating her sexual abuse. The case was settled in 2017, although the terms were not made public at the time. Uh, Presca, that's the name of the judge, Loretta Presca. Know that anyone uh, who may be named in the documents could file an appeal prior to the documents released. That's what I was talking about for the whole Monday thing. Uh, you know, some of the names, a handful of which Prescott has ordered remain sealed, will include alleged co-conspirators, alleged perpetrators, and alleged victims. I don't think any of the co-conspirators should be uh, sealed. Nope. Absolutely not. <laughs> The only reason they get sealed is unless they're a cooperating witness and they are going to be deposed against more people. They're going to be more charged. Like 
That's yeah. the only way that you, you you that's the only way you get out of this. Uh, you know, it, it, with the Black Lives Matter protests and everything like that, they demanded transparency. Um, out of that transparency came immediate press releases, body cameras, millions, trillions of dollars to one body camera company, essentially, uh, which owns Taser and all that. Just a massive, massive law enforcement organization that funds literally all of law enforcement, which is not good, folks. It's like a monopoly. It's not good. I'm not even going to say the brand name right now. I don't know how much trouble, but look into it. Look who owns all the body camera software and footage uh, and all the patents and all that stuff and with Taser and, and, you know, do your own research. Again, I'm not trying to go down rabbit holes and piss anybody off with my crazy conspiracy red pill shit, okay? So don't accuse me of, of trying to give you fake news. Do your own research. It's called reading. Try, give it a try, but look it up. But but anyway, we came out with these body camera footages, spent millions of dollars, uh, the technology behind this, uh, the the logistics behind all of it with with installing capture cards and database storage and it's just it's really a phenomenal feat that all the law enforcement agents across the united states are able to to have basically 24 hour for you know seven days a week footage of of everything going on in the city i mean these things are so complex that when you turn on your blue lights in your cop car it plays back the last three minutes so these things are always recording the amount of data and information these things are collecting across the united states is just it's incomprehensible that all came from black lives matter protests and 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 demand for transparency we get none of that transparency from this case we get zero because nobody nobody's pushed back on it we haven't had riots we haven't tried to like burn anything down we haven't demanded enough we haven't demanded in a way that warrants the government saying okay like we'll give you all the transparency you want in this case just stop burning down the federal buildings well i don't think they can i don't think that they can do this because i i think all the ruling elites personally go down for this so that's why you're not going to see any of this come to come anyway. But anyway, let's go back to the, the facts here. Uh, Gouffray, uh, Gouffray, Virginia Gouffray alleged in a separate suit that Epstein arranged for Prince Andrew to sexually abuse and rape her when she was 17. Prince Andrew settled the lawsuit in 2022, uh, but did not admit to wrongdoing in the settlement. You guys remember that story? President Clinton uh, has been mentioned in over 50 of the redacted filings, according to ABC. Through the records, do not indicate any evidence. Again, this is coming from Axios, by the way, uh, of a legitimate uh, illegitimate illegitimity on Clinton's part. And his representatives said that they do not object to the unsealing. Clinton, who traveled with Epstein to multiple continents in the early 2000s, had praised Epstein as a highly successful financier and committed philanthropist um, per ABC. In response to the request for comment, uh, his spokeswoman, Angel Urana, uh, said that um, President I'm Clinton... was that? Did she say, I'm glad I'm over age? <laughs> <laughs> President Clinton knows nothing about the terrible crimes of Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, pleaded guilty to in Florida some years ago or those uh, with which he has been recently charged in New York. Urena added that Clinton had not spoken to Epstein in well over a decade and has never been to Little St. James Island, Epstein's ranch in New Mexico, or his residence in Florida. Ah, we know that's not true because there's a, there's a fucking painting of 
of Bill Clinton at Epstein Island wearing the little blue dress. I don't know. I mean, I was one of President George Bush there too. So I don't know, man. Tyler S says, sorry, Eric, I didn't read. I listened to you and the FTS family. No protest for the kids, says Bosco. Tell me you're guilty without telling me you're guilty, says Cupcakes and Cameos. A lot of people in the chats. Look, I... I'm excited about the list. I wish more people were excited about the list. I wish more people were tweeting about it. I wish more people were posting on Instagram about it. Um, I, I, it's one of those things where it's like, are, are you scared? Are you are you scared of getting canceled on social media? Is that why you don't post about it? Are you scared that people are going to think you're a wackadoodle because you pet? Or do you just not care? Uh, what what makes us, what, may, what, 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 what grinds your gears? You know, what gets you motivated to post things on social media? Is it not this? Am I am I crazy, Josh? That this is what I'm quote unquote obsessed with this case? Is that of is all the things that we could virtue signal for, put a flag in our profile, say that we stand for this? This is the one thing that for sure, regardless of race, religion, sex, nationality, it would that none of that matters. We can yeah. all get behind that this is bad. I I don't there's I'm with you like there the there's no reason that this doesn't get unredacted unless your name's on the list like I could comfortably say that my name's not on the list I can probably comfortably say that your name's not on the list so I sleep soundly at night knowing what my name's not on the list and I don't have to explain myself on being involved with the largest child sex trafficking ring known to man if I don't have to explain myself to that if child sex trafficking is a trillion dollar business and over a billion dollar industry in the United States alone, child sex crimes, the sex crime industry over a billion dollars. That's Taylor Swift made almost a billion. Think how many people Taylor Swift had to reach to make a billion fucking dollars. Everybody on the planet knows who Taylor Swift is. That's a lot of people to make up a billion dollars. So it absolutely exists. You cannot turn a blind eye to a billion with a B billion dollar industry in the United States alone, child sex trafficking. That means there are a lot of people involved in child trafficking. I loved it when Yako Buins, who is, is pretty much the leader of hunting down traffickers in the world, um, Yako Buyan's ministries. Uh, and, and listen, a lot of people came back at me and did the research on Yako. And, and he says some, you know, not crazy things, but he says some very like religiously, like don't masturbate, don't look at porn. I mean, he says, something like that. but his sister, his sister, when he was a young age was kidnapped and trafficked around the globe for like seven years until they rescued her. And even when they rescued her, he says that wasn't, that's not my sister. The girl we got back, Seven years later, is not the girl that left. And that's got to be so traumatic. I would be, if shit, if one of my daughters or something was kidnapped, if I had a sister, she was kidnapped, I'd probably be pretty anti-sex myself. I would be anti-everything because it, you you can't imagine what it's like for somebody like Yako to have to stomach that these atrocities over a seven-year period happened to his sister. It's very real. So, this is a real thing. It's not conspiracy theories. So I think people should be more. You, you remember the WWJD bracelets? Remember those? You know? Yep. Live Strongs, too. Live Strongs, you know? That stuff needs to be 
we need that kind of support for this. Yeah, for anti-sex trafficking for, for, of children, to say the least. Um, you know, we need to make child sex traffickers just as unliked as, as somebody that's a gang member. Like, you're just as disgusted about some kind of Nazi or Ku Klux Klan men. They, you know, even if you were a racist, you would know that the hatred that majority of people have for you, you would have to suppress it so far and be so hidden from, from the community because if not, uh, you would be chastised. That should be the same way with ch child sex trafficking. You should be so afraid to even give any kind of hint that you are into children in any type of creepy way that there should be zero porn on the internet that says teen on it or young or anything like that. That's how afraid you should be of being anywhere close to child sex trafficking pornography or any kind of child sex crimes out there. Uh, it, it should really be kind of thing uh, out there. But again, a billion dollar industry. Think about Taylor Swift almost made a billion dollars in one year and how many people she had to reach to almost make a billion dollars in a year. That means there are a lot of people out there. It is a real problem and we need to be more voiceless about it. And I, you know, if you want to virtue signal anything, I think this is the one thing that we should virtue signal and calling people that post about it on X or Twitter as being obsessed. Uh, you know, good. I, I kind of wear that as a crown. Maybe, maybe make, uh, maybe make me a t-shirt or, you know, make me one of those WCW championship belts. It says like, you know, to get the man who's the most obsessed with unraveling the Epstein case ever. I'll take that to my grave. Put it on my fucking gravestone. I don't give a shit. Uh, let's go on to the next part of the, the stories. We got some more stuff to share. We got uh, ooh, we got Aaron Rodgers calling out Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, let me see if I can bring this up real quick. Um, Speaking of list and getting called out. Yeah, I mean, if, if my name was on that list, I mean, I, I, like you said, you, you're going to be some people that have nothing to do with or had nothing to do with this going to have some explaining to do but if you think about like like just sidebar for like the logistics that amazon has to go through when you order a package it's like you have to have it support to be able to do the website then you got to have people in the warehouse to receive the the order then you have to have people pick it and you have to have people pack it and you have to people put it in the box and the people put the box on the truck you have that same kind of distribution network for children yeah yeah. That's what we're dealing with. Bonkers, isn't it? It's bonkers. Uh, absolutely crazy. Before we jump into this next story, which is Aaron Rodgers coming out, Jimmy Kimmel, don't go away because we still have, uh, we got to we gotta call out this Harvard Preds uh, for, for getting uh, shit canned. Uh, we called it Tanstra Thomas Prediction. We're going to talk about Tanstra Thomas Predictions really quick as well. We've got some crazy tsunami shit that we got to go over too. These are um, like just epic scale, massive tsunamis that are plowing through uh, everywhere. California is getting slammed by just massive waves. New Jersey's getting slammed by massive waves. Um, there was an earthquake in New York that's bizarre. It created some explosions. We really didn't hear a lot about this on the news at all. Um, there were some like weird explosions that connected to this, a big loss of uh, power outage. It was a 1.6 kind of uh, magnitude earthquake, but we have a, like, what was it, seven points in Japan. I don't know. There's a lot to dive into uh, in a short amount of time, so don't go anywhere. Today's show is brought to you by factormeals.com forward slash Wolfpack50 for 50% off meal planning to the next level uh new year new me we've all said it a hundred times it's the new year i'm gonna i'm gonna be better i'm gonna lose weight i told you at the beginning of the show that uh 
Then I kind of started in December 1st. And for those of you who don't know, I mean, listen, I, I'm not, it's a cult. I get it, right? It's like the CrossFit cult. Jiu-Jitsu is the new CrossFit. Everybody that was really into CrossFit moved on into Jiu-Jitsu. I got a disabled veterans. Uh, I'm not afraid to say it. I got a disabled veterans. Uh, uh, what, what do you call the sponsorship uh, scholarship scholarship of uh, a good friend of mine uh swat guy has been begging me to do jujitsu with him for years and and i just never had the time really the money because i have five kids and, and if, I'm, if i'm gonna invest into something i usually don't invest into myself i invest into my children uh but he put me in for a scholarship um and i ended up uh, getting it and so uh, i've been doing jujitsu since like december 1st and I've been going about three or four days a week. It's been kicking my ass completely. So, but with that, I stopped drinking. Oh, boring. Listen, I'm not like, I'm not AA. I'm not like, I didn't give it up forever. Uh, I, I had some drinks um, New Year's weekend. Uh, that was the last time I had a couple, couple of guys of whiskey. But, you know, because I have to get up so early to do jujitsu and I'm really committed to the scholarship, um, I, 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 you know, because I, I feel like if they've given me a free one-year scholarship, I owe it to them to give it my all. And my goal is to to do one jujitsu competition before I turn 40 this year. Um, so I, I got about like six months to get ready. So I'm really trying to get really into shape. I'm trying to lose weight, trying to do all things. I say all of that to say that factor meals is a big part of this for me going forward because it's meal planning to the next level. I don't have to think about what I'm going to eat. These are fresh meals. Uh, never frozen, prepared by chefs and delivered to your door. And the price is so comparable to the grocery store. It's like the same thing. By the time you spend the gas and the time and you're driving and then the energy to cook all of this stuff, literally it's all a wash. It's the same exact price. Um, instead, you can go on factormeals.com forward slash Wolfpack50 and check out all of these things. They've got chicken. they got steak. they got patties. they got breakfast. they got shakes. they got vegan-friendly, vegetarian meals. they got protein-heavy meals. they got calorie-conscious meals. The list goes on, and you pick your meals for the week, and they're delivered right to your door. Beautiful packaging. You even get some coupons for, like, wine and some other shit in there, maybe some cheeses or something like that. You always get, like, some kind of special little offer uh, in the package, which I think is really nice. I used, uh, I used the last wine I'm a big wine guy. So I, 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 anytime there's a wine coupon and I think it's a good deal and I do my research, you know, a lot of these things can trick you. So you got to be careful. But uh, the, the coupons that they send, it's a good deal. It's a good deal. So I add it to my list. Uh, and that's going to play into our uh, Aaron Rodgers story because he did the whole story from his wine cellar. going to talk about that here in a second. So head over to factormeals.com. Use that promo code Wolfpack50 for 50% off. Give it a shot, man. These are delicious meals. And, and if you really want to get ahead in 2024, Think about all the time that you spend cooking these meals and, and meal prepping and meal planning and doing all this stuff. Uh, let Factor Meals do it for you. Go to factormeals.com forward slash Wolfpack50 for 50% off. We also got ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack. Sleep so good, it's scary. I know that you guys are always like, well, Harry, how do you dive down all these rabbit holes, Eric, and, you, and your podcast five, six days a week, and you're constantly being in the know with all these horrific things. We're talking about tsunamis. We're talking about Epstein lists. We're talking about child sex trafficking. We're talking about, uh, you know, Dave Chappelle censorship, Canadian censorship stuff. You know, you're doing all these things. How do you sleep at night? I sleep very easily with ghostbed.com forward slash a wolf pack. Get you 50% off right now. Still after the holiday site wide uh, Valentine's day is right around the corner. Lay your significant other down, uh, down on a ghost bed. When I lay you in my bed tonight, baby, I'm going to hold you down and never ever let you go. Um, I don't know where I heard that song. Um, I heard it somewhere and I remembered 
every single word from it. And uh, that's what happens when I put my wife down on the ghost bed. I hold her down and I never, ever, ever, ever let her go, Josh. I'm still holding on still holding on to her uh but no seriously we love ghost bed uh we love the pillows even um traveled this holiday season i took my ghost bed pillow with me everywhere my brother gave me shit about it and then bought one <laughs> he's always like dude you bring a fucking ghost bed pillow that you're always clinging on to and you're always like you know because i, I have a bag for it i have a personal travel bag for my ghost bed pillow and i travel all around the, the, the you know i have just one bed one pillow that i travel with and i keep my other pillows at home on my ghost bed but when i travel i have a travel ghost bed pillow that i take with me it's just a regular ghost bed pillow i like mine uh the, the hard it's um it's the cooling technology uh the one it's the one that says ghost bed right across the front of it so if you're on the website and you want the same pillow i have i travel all around with it and uh he grabbed it took a nap with it that piece of shit and then uh was like yo that is ridiculous how comfortable that is so uh we absolutely love ghost and they've been a day one sponsor head over to ghostbed.com forward slash wolfpack get you sleep so good it's scary all right here we go i'm gonna play this uh aaron Rodgers shit for you really fast and uh i think it's hilarious that aaron Rodgers is doing this this is uh coming from the pat mcafee show a big fan of pat mcafee Tyler from Anti-Hero Podcast, which is on our network, mentioned to me during when he, he saw this live and he was texting me about it and uh, from ESPN. And he says, you make millions of dollars and do interviews and you can't afford a fucking microphone for your cell phone. Like one of those like $12 set of headphones. Like, you know, Aaron Rodgers uh, obviously doesn't give an F. He's definitely not on the list. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so the audio is a little jacked up. And this is on one of the biggest sports shows of all time, the Pat McAfee show. So I just say that because we've had guests on here with shitty audio and you guys love to comment on me. You love to let me know how shitty their audios look. Sometimes some of these things are just out of our control. Let me play this for you guys. list that came out. Feels like, <laughs> feels like that's supposed to be coming out soon. That's supposed to be coming out. Soon. Look, this guy's been it's waiting in his wine people. cellar. Yeah. I've been waiting in my wine <laughs> cellar for this thing. A lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel, are really hoping that doesn't. Ah, yeah. All right, all right. Obviously, a clip from this particular program was run on Jimmy Kimmel's show. Uh, whenever Aaron brought up the the list, and then. Jimmy mocked him for it. Mm -hmm. Aaron has not forgotten about that, but here we are sitting right in front of that nice bottle of scotch. Mm -hmm. What do you say? I'm waiting to celebrate something. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's been waiting That's for the one. <laughs> been waiting. Hey, I'll tell you what. If that list comes out, I definitely will be popping, popping some sort of bottle. Yeah, you've been calling for it for a few years now. So anyway, I, I I love the realness of Aaron Rodgers. I really do. I, I think he's fun. I've I've loved this new Aaron Rodgers um, that we've we've come to know over the past couple of years. I'm not even a sports guy. Uh, one, the fact that he does this interview from his wine cellar, which sounds like a fucking wine cellar. It sounds like he's in a cave. Uh, his lack of microphone. He's sitting like was that like a McKellen? Uh, Jesus, I don't even know. Is is that McKellen like 25 or like I don't? It didn't look like McKellen 25. It didn't look like the, the same box. But I guarantee. That was $500 plus for that bottle of scotch sitting behind him there um, talking about popping bottles. So anyway, he had mentioned some stuff about the Epstein list and uh, Jimmy Kimball threw out some 
some jokes, made fun of Aaron Rodgers. So Aaron Rodgers said this on the Pat McAfee show. And then we have a tweet coming back from Jimmy Kimball. Here is the tweet. So like this guy, one, this guy is from the man show where he had like chicks jumping around in fucking bikinis on trampolines. Like this guy's the most massage. He has a show called the man show. It was like all about tits and beer and, and bad jokes. Like, listen, I thought it was funny. I thought, I thought the man show was funny. Cause I'm a man. I'm a, I'm a toxic white dude. I think that stuff's entertaining. Um, uh, you know, to an extent within reason, I think it's funny. Uh, I, I thought it was funny back then. Uh, I, I like humor. I like comedy. I don't think comedy should be dead. And I think there are stereotypes that we can laugh at. And, uh, it, it's not all, I'm not saying it's, it's the right thing to do, but I'm entertained by it. Like we're not going to be perfect. I enjoyed the man show. But the fact that this guy did something like the man show and now is all holier than now about said things and really has made very little comment about him doing blackface so much and him doing so like if he were to come out and like really talk about it and like make fun of himself about it. But what he does is he tries to suppress it like it never happened. And I have a problem with that. So because uh, it's not very a, a real way to go about things. But anyway, uh, here's his tweet firing back. What a pussy. Uh, dear Aaron, uh, dear asshole. For the record, I've not met flown with visited or had any contact whatsoever with Epstein, nor will you find my name on any list other than the clearly phony nonsense that soft brain wackos like yourself can't seem to distinguish from reality. Your reckless words put my family in danger. Keep it up and we'll debate these facts further in court. Um, no, I, you know, I disagree with all of that because you're the one that fucking, you made fun of Aaron. Aaron didn't come out talking shit about you. He was talking shit about the Epstein list. And all of a sudden you were very defensive about this list so much that even King Bo told you to go eat a dick uh, at his UFC fight his MMA fight, whatever it was. Uh, you know, he told you at the end of the fight after he won the fight, he even calls out Jimmy Kimmel and tells you to go eat a dick because you were so Jimmy Kimmel was so in on 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 defending the 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 Epstein list and and really turning it into, you know, what, what does he have? Why does he care? Why does Jimmy Kimmel care? Um, and so he made fun of Aaron Rodgers first. Aaron Rodgers fires back, and now we're gonna do a lawsuit. Well, we're gonna do a lawsuit. I'm Jimmy Kimmel. I can't take a fucking joke. Uh, anyway, what a pussy. Um, any thoughts on that? Uh, well, it, you, you, if you're gonna start a fight, don't go running behind lawyers as soon as you start losing, because just like you said, if you're gonna if you're gonna interject yourself into the conversation about this list, make sure for sure you're not on the list. And make sure that you're not taking the position that seems like you're defending all of your friends that may be on the list. Listen, your co-workers who, 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 that may be on the list. list? Anyway, who's the fucking if you're defending the Epstein list, it, man, I did not to go on a quick change. I know that the show's nearing towards an end here and we got some big stories we got to cover. You got to get the Dave Chappelle thing here. And I, I got to get into this Harvard thing. I, I'm not leaving you guys until I get through all of this, but uh, there, there were some folks that came into my distillery, uh, really nice folks. And they've had a lot of great conversations. Um, and, and when I first met them, very, very heavy lefties. And, and I don't know where they stand now, but we're definitely having better conversations, longer conversations. And, um, you know, they talk shit about Joe Rogan, like, in depth about fuck Joe Rogan. He's a fucking this. He's a fucking that. And I was like, name one episode. What episode did you listen to? I would never listen to one of his episodes. Why? Because he just says the craziest, stupidest shit. Joe Rogan says the crazy. What, what? Name one crazy, stupid thing that Joe Rogan has said. Uh, he says stuff all the time. Joe Rogan himself says crazy, stupid shit. 
Or is it the guest that he has on this? They say, Chris, oh, it's, the, it's both. He has the, the craziest, shittiest guest. Okay, which guest was the craziest, shittiest one? Uh, They had not one answer because they've never, ever, by the end of the conversation, they agreed to go listen to one episode of Joe Rogan and get back to me. Will they do it? I don't know. But we also went down these kind of rabbit holes where they were just staunchly defending big pharma. And we kind of started getting into the Epstein thing. And again, they were starting to like make excuses. There's not one excuse. I'm not going to make an excuse for Donald Trump if he's on this list. I'm not going to make one fucking excuse. I want to say, well, what if, uh, but maybe, no, I want to hear what, what's his excuse. I'm not going to defend him until I know. I am not going to put my full faith in Donald Trump that he wasn't involved in some kind of crazy, is he's not part of this crazy wackadoodle scheme because again, he was president when all this stuff was coming out. And again, nothing came out while he was even president. So, I mean, I don't really trust him either on this whole thing. I'm not going to trust a single fucking thing on this list until I hear from those, from those people and their silence will speak volumes too. If they want to pull that, I'm not going to tell you thing, (laughs) then you're a fucking pedo friend or you're a pedo supporter at at least i don't get all this defending them the fact that uh that that, uh, jimmy kimmel defended this at all it's a very sleazy scumbag thing again coming from a guy whose show was all about perversion and and kind of eliciting that inner perversion out of all of us through comedy again uh, i i'll tell you right now i enjoyed that show who doesn't enjoy a bunch of titties jumping around on a trampoline that's why i married my wife she's got phenomenal yabos uh whatever you know she's, she's got great boobs i'm a boob guy you know so of course i was gonna enjoy stuff now i was i didn't religiously watch it like like i listen to failure to stop <laughs> but but you know if i was flicking through the channels back in the day and there's some, some hotties some baddies jumping on a trampoline yeah maybe i lingered for a minute uh, just check that out what do you got going on here all right dave Chappelle, real quick uh one of my favorite stand-up comedians of all time I do a lot of stand-up comedy myself, uh, especially as of recently. And, and we're going to talk about what I've got coming up with stand-up comedy. You guys are going to love this stuff. We also got to talk about this whole book thing. It's getting, it, it. listen, it's getting so close. It's getting so close and you guys are going to freak out. Um, so uh, we'll talk about that here in just a second. Um, so David, but one of my favorite, favorite guys of all time, uh, did this beautiful, just, just beautiful stand up that he always does. And the guy's flawless when it comes to this. And, uh, and now he's, you know, I don't think that he's getting backlash as much as just the mainstream media wants him to be getting backlash. I think that the mainstream media wants there to backlash because he's dropping so many truth bombs that they can't really control it. And people are really, uh, resonating with what he has to say. And this is making mainstream media unhappy. That's why mainstream media is coming after podcasts like this on the YouTube channels, which by the way, we have kind of cracked the code on the YouTube things because our chats are, are skyrocketing right now. Um, and that might've been a, the help of, of, of uh, you know, we, we learned that, that if you simply send YouTube a letter and say, knock it off, that maybe they knock it off a little bit. So we'll see the numbers should be climbing. We'll see what happens here. Um, with censorship and the way that that goes. Cause you know, I'm not the kind of guy that sits around and bitches oh, being censored and oh, we're being, uh, you know, we're being uh, shadow banned. I mean, we know what's going to happen. I told you it was going to happen. It's going to happen even harder during the, during the season. So I, but instead of bitching about it, I, I try to find ways to combat it or to go around it. That's why we have the Patreon. Thank you guys so much for joining our Patreon. Um, that also keeps our YouTube numbers a little bit lower because we're getting more views on Patreon. So that's kind of cool. We really like that, that you guys want to do that. If that, if you want to support uh, outlaw media, Ooh, outlaw media. I like that. Uh, if you want to support outlaw media, 
you know, uh, join people's Patreons, join their paid subscribe uh, subscriptions. It's only like $3 a month, but that keeps microphones. Right? The stand right here, you know, these are like $150, $200 stands. The mics are a couple hundred dollars. We all have them. All these lights in here, the cameras, all that stuff, it all costs money. So uh, thank you guys for that. Let me go ahead and play this. Uh, is this sharing? Love the comedian. I is that sharing? Great, Andy. Yep. Was that sharing right there? Could yep. you hear that? Yep. yep. All right. Right. Play Golfman. Yes, and Jim Carrey was so immersed in that role that from the moment he woke up to the time he went to bed, at no, night, that's not he sharing his life. I'm said, hearing it. Yeah, I think I you're know. hearing it because it's well, playing through, but I don't think the fans are hearing it. Anybody in the chats hear that? Anybody in the chats hear that? Uh, just hit me with a yes or a no if you hit that. If you could hear that, uh, they're saying they hear well, it. They hear it. They hear it. Phenomenal. They couldn't see it though. Uh, I'll pull it back up. And, and I'll, I'm not going to rewind it or anything, but at least you can see the video. Again, 99% of our, our followership comes from listeners, but we, we always want to give a bone to all these guys that, that come in live for our YouTube shows. I saw a couple of new faces in there today. I'll talk about that here in a shortly, but let me play this here. Still, Andy Kaufman. So much so that everybody on the crew called him Andy. I didn't know any of that. I just went there to meet him, and when he walked into the room where we were supposed to meet, I screamed, Jim Carrey! And everyone said, no. <laughs> Call him Andy. And I didn't understand. And then he came over and he was acting weird. I didn't know he was acting like Andy Kaufman. He's just like, hey, how you doing? And I was like, hello. <laughs> Andy? Now, in hindsight, how fucking lucky am I? that I got to see one of the greatest artists of my time immersed in one of his most challenging processes ever. Very lucky to have seen that. But as it was happening, <laughs> I was very disappointed. Because <laughs> I wanted to meet Jim Carrey and I had to pretend this nigga was Andy Kaufman all afternoon. And he was clearly Jim Carrey. I could look at him and I could see. He was Jim Carrey. Anyway, I say all that to say, that's how trans people make me feel. <laughs> what a, just an epic punchline. Uh, anyway, the joke's kind of gone viral and he's, you know, he's catching some shit for it. Yeah, here's the thing though. The left would like to think that the right is the ones that are fanaticals and, uh, you know, assassinators or whatever or, or fringe or, or for right but you know I, I see a lot more from the left of this more of like a like a assassination by character or even physically assassination because they came after dave Chappelle on the stage with a fucking knife uh some trans you know gender we've got transgender shooting up some schools and stuff like that you know but like it, it's the left that wants to come out and assassin like legit kill people and criminally assassinate them and, and find them like in jail, burning down literally buildings. The right on January 6th, that's really all they have is this whole January 6th thing from the from from the quote unquote far right. But like nobody let any fires. Uh you know they, they it wasn't just utter destruction and chaos like we've seen in other places. And, and but I think it's crazy that um they're just 
going after Dave Chappelle right now and trying to, to, and I don't think he's on, I think he's untouchable at this point. I, I, I think he's so funny and just, I, I think the time of, of cancelship is just kind of passed. I don't think anybody really gives a fuck, but it's the algorithm that kills these guys because I don't think really anybody cares and nobody would have cared. Anybody that went to that comedy show, every single person laughed. It's just the media puts this at the top of the algorithm and then tells everybody else how they should feel. And that's the only reason we're seeing any outrage from this is because mainstream media wants to put as much heat on Chappelle to get him to shut the F up. They don't want to hear Dave Chappelle uh, make these very honest and telling jokes. They're just trying to, to silence him. Um, and, but I, I thought it was a brilliant piece and I, and I think Chappelle's so funny. And, and if you get a chance, watch that whole piece and, and go to a Dave Chappelle show. It's, it's definitely worth it. You know, if you, if you, if you, you know, a lot of people spend all that money on the Taylor Swift stuff. I would spend that kind of money to see uh, Joe Rogan or uh, Dave Chappelle. I think they're both really funny. All right, let's go on to the Harvard stuff real fast. We'll go through this. Claudine Gay resigns as Harvard president. Um, now this, this is a, kind of an important story here because we called this, if anybody remembers uh, Claudine Gay, she, she couldn't answer the simple question about calling for the genocide of Jews. Is that considered hate speech? And she kind of refused to answer. Now, she's the first black uh, person of color president of Harvard ever. And she got to be president of the university in only 16 years. Uh, and it, it, the, the way that the media... Um, distorts this piece is that it was the right that removed her. It's the right that had her canceled. Um, well, you know, was it had nothing, it had nothing to do with the, the, the part where the, you know, calling for the genocide of an entire, you know, ethnic population that that wasn't the problem or the part where she plagiarized a lot of her work, like not a little bit, not like quite a bit, like a lot, like, Almost everything that she's worked on, they found stuff that had plagiarism in it. Yeah. Even uh, her resignation letter had a one instance <laughs> of plagiarism in it. That, that's not even a, that's not a joke. They did the Grammarly thing. There was 19 instances in Grammarly, and one of the instances was plagiarism in her resignation letter. Like it had nothing to do with her being black or anything. Her, her she got caught. She put a big old microscope on herself, and this is this is nothing more then she got hired because she was black. There's nothing that's going to change my mind about that. And the only reason that she stayed there as long as she is is because she was black. And now what's come back and the entire university has got pie in their face because of this. How many of those professors that signed that letter of support to keep her there, how many of them are going to go, well, yeah, I should retract that. You know, I, I think that plagiarism is something that as a university we should stand behind. And that's something that we will kick students out for. You'll lose your scholarship. Like you won't get your degree if you get caught plagiarizing work. Like that's a big thing. And she's not only going to like double down on it, but that's her work that she like her master's thesis that she got her PhD on had plagiarism in it. Like my wife has spent the last all of my existence that I have known her. She's been working on this PhD. So I asked her, I said, you're so, working on that pretty hard dick. Yep. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. show, man, show yep. bouncing titties on the trampoline. Yep. Sorry. yep. And I asked her, I said, so what does this say for you? Not only that, that she got caught, but she got caught. And then she's got all this support for her. that just tells me that you can go do whatever you want. As long as you have the right skin color, or if you have the right backing, you can literally get away with murder, get away with whatever you want for a little bit. So, 
if you want to say that you know the left tries to cancel Dave Chappelle or whatever, we can we can put this one in the right or the far right or whatever you want to call this the the victory hat because she's finally gone. Yeah, you know the funny thing is like this coming from CNN Business really quick. Actually, uh, will you take that that quote off the screen just because I accidentally closed out and I didn't. Um... I didn't take that off the screen, so it'll just stay up there forever. Um, uh, she answers, uh, listen, uh, given the political stakes at play, gays writing is unlikely to be the end of the showdown between conservatives and elite American schools since it fits into the populist narrative on the right that prestigious American universities with their push for diversity and inclusion on race and gender issues have moved beyond the rest of the country. In hindsight, the disastrous congressional hearing last year offered the university president's critics a political opening then despite gay's apology for her comments the drip drip of plagiarism allegations made her position untenable this is from cnn business uh so like there was another part i read in here um uh I don't understand how oh, the Republicans increasingly tar targeting top schools and examples of elite American institutions. It's, it's, it has nothing to do with, with the rights. You don't think that you pissed off an entire Jewish community. You don't think for one second that maybe some Jewish folks uh, were just like really, really, really pissed off that you said the calling for the genocide of like, you couldn't answer a simple question. It's not our fault that you guys have practiced these uh, hearings and these court proceedings to be some kind of uh, circus to where you don't answer any of the questions. You guys created that, right? Like you guys created this. I'm not going to talk or say anything or answer any question without like it being a question. Like they use all these seer tactics, uh, you, you know, th these three-year-old resistance tactics from like a three-year-old where you're like, go to bed. And they're like, well, I want some water before I go to bed. Or you like, you answer them a question. It's like, I'll answer that question, but man, I'm really thirsty. Can I get some water first? Like all these like crazy juvenile stalling tactics. They created this. They created this. It all started with that whole Bill Clinton shit with him uh, getting a blowy in the Oval Office. This how I'm going to not answer the question. He got away with it. Now, everybody's been doing it ever since. And then they didn't want to ask. They, they kind of got caught at their own game because it was a very simple question. It was a very simple question. Is calling for the genocide of Jews considered hate speech? Uh, yes. And just take whatever comes next. But not answering that question was a huge mistake. And you had to know you're going to get some blowback. I don't know if that's necessarily right wing is, is the right wing to ask the question. Sure. But you chose not to answer it. Pissed off a bunch of Jews and uh, in the in the politics of the day capitalized on it. But at the end of the day, you became the first woman of color to be the president at Harvard. And you did so in only 16 years, which has already raised enough questions, not only to conservatives, but anybody that goes to that school would be like, wow, okay, that, that's interesting. How did you rise to fame so quickly? And then you do so becoming the president of one of the most prestigious schools in the world. And you've got any plagiarism. It's kind of crazy. I, I saw somebody in the comments said something about being in the eighth grade. And I, that's a fair point because in the nineties, I remember being, terrified that I was going to jail for plagiarism because back then we didn't have the internet. We had encyclopedias and I had to write a report and I procrastinated like I always do. And I didn't write the report uh, until like the night before the report. And I basically just fucking copied the encyclopedia and I turned in the report and the teacher, I think, I think I was not the only one that did it. Um, but at the time I didn't know. And she gave us a, uh, an entire class on plagiarism.
and talked about like the crime, the, like what the punishments were. And I was, my palms were sweaty and I was probably in seventh or eighth grade and my palms were sweaty. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to jail because I literally just copied my entire report from encyclopedia Britannica thinking I wouldn't get caught. And she says, now, I'm not going to ask in here who plagiarized their last report, but I'm going to give everybody one more week to turn in your report. And I better not see any plagiarism. And I, she didn't say anything else. I was convinced that if there was any plagiarism, I would go to jail from that day until I graduated high school. And I didn't do much uh, continuing. Uh, I, I didn't have to do much writing outside of school, which is funny because this, the way that this book's going and me not being a writer and, and, and me not doing very <laughs> school is pretty funny, but uh, I never copied a sentence from anything because I, I, I'm still to this day afraid of plagiarism. I'm still today. I'm afraid of quoting people from, from these sites. I don't want to be accused of, of plagiarism. I wrote out our show notes last night of kind of how we were going to do this show tonight. And then I listened to Tim Pool's podcast today. And almost every single story that I've covered today is on Tim Pool's show today. Or I don't know if he shot it yesterday. I'm not a paid member. So I caught it this morning. But I was even kind of nervous before today's show because I was like, oh my God, literally everything I have on the docket for tomorrow is what Tim Pool has on his podcast today. And that's just, I mean, I, listen, nothing I can do about it. Uh, you can, you know, Josh can attest. Like, oh, we just pulled this shit out of our asses. We weren't sitting around listening to a podcast taking notes. So, you know, but even that stuff kind of worries me. Uh, I never want to be accused of copying somebody else or doing what somebody else does. I, I've been that way with my logos, with with my uh, my rum recipes and all these other things. I never want to be, be accused of. So the fact that this president of one of the most elite schools uh, that's had some of the most elite human beings attend it, uh, gets in trouble for any plagiarism is pretty much unacceptable. Uh, you know, Joe Biden, uh, when he, he got caught plagiarizing in, in the 80s when he when he was running for president. His first first time he tried to run for president, 1989, he's pretty much been a joke ever since, which is crazy that he even became a vice president. Obama hated him. If you guys remember, Obama didn't even want to uh, want to even endorse him as, as president to the last second because Obama hated Biden so much. Biden went behind Obama's back. That, that's a great story if you ever want to go down that rabbit hole. But Biden and Obama were not on good terms um, because Biden was being extremely sketchy and Obama was calling him out for being sketchy in China. He was like, look, I don't like that you went to China. And I don't like that you're doing these deals behind my back when I specifically told you not to fucking go to China and you send your son and your stud. That's like, you know, it, it caused a lot of riff and, and raff and a lot of people don't like to talk about that. But Biden was char was uh, was caught plagiarizing and he, and he removed himself from the ballot back in the 80s. I think it was like 1989 or 88 or something like that. But, you know, I, I think that anytime you're plagiarizing, you're lying like that. That should be grounds for dismissal, and, and she should have known better, and that's my take on that. Last story of the day, uh, and definitely not the, the least important. Um, I told you guys, Tantra Dama's prediction, that 2024 is going to be the year. This is going to be a make-or-break year. If you remember the movie The Book of Eli, I've said this a, a thousand times, that Hollywood, Hollywood tells you the truth. Hollywood, uh, they have a way of predicting the future. <laughs> Listen, it's not some kind of like Ouija board or some kind of crazy candles that they're praying to or, or something like this. But uh, I, I really do think, you know, with like uh, Project Bluebeam and all these things, they're sprinkled in to so many Hollywood movies. It's unbelievable. It's uncanny. You can't deny it. And uh, if you looked at the last couple of movies, 
2024 has some great implications. A book of Eli, the start of the civil war that ended uh, mankind that created this kind of apocalyptic scenario that is in the book of Eli, the movie, which is a great movie, by the way. Uh, if you look at the poster, the movie posters, it starts in uh, in 2024. And then if you look at the, the new movie that just came out, what's the new movie that the Obamas produced? Uh, into the uh, world and some shit. Yeah, something like that. Uh, anyway, it's, it's really funny. There was a TikTok artist uh, or TikTok uh, uh, entertainer, whatever you want to call these guys. And, uh, and and he predicted the date and time of of this fall, the civil war that leads again to this hacker uh, creating the end of the world. And it's really funny because he uses a lunar eclipse that, that's seen in the movie and you can see it on the ham radios, the dates and, and things like that. And it's, it's for uh, 2024 takes place in 2024. Listen, I don't know if it's the end of the world. Everybody thinks it's going to be the end of the world. I'm not going to go that far, but what I am going to tell you is that 2024 is going to be, I, I promise you folks, I'm, I promise you, write this down and call me crazy in 2025. Call me crazy. We'll do a whole show. I promise you. I promise you that if 2024 isn't the craziest year of all time, I'm going as far as to say 2024 will be the craziest of all time, crazier than when JFK got assassinated, uh, crazier than uh, than the the January sixth insurrection shit, crazier than nine eleven. I'm telling you, the craziest shit that's ever happened in mankind, as we know it, is going to take place this year. I think this is going to be the most crazy, crazy election cycle year, um, and and I think the ruling elites, the globalist. Are, are are going to use red flag distractions. In, 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 I, I get it. You can call me crazy. Don't tune out. Don't tune out. We're allowed to be crazy. You don't have to be crazy. We I, Listen, debate me. Send us a DM on Feather Stop and tell me that why you don't think it's crazy. Yeah, let's have fun with it. Just like if I said the Steelers are going to win the Super Bowl, it doesn't make me a bad person. It might make me a little bit delusional. We know that that's not going to happen. But you know, I can say those things. It's just for fun. It's just for fun. It's just for fun. I'm saying these tantrum Thomas predictions just for fun. And, and if, if it's not the craziest year of all time, we will host a show on January. Hang on. Let's go to, let's, let me, let me look at my calendar here. Let me, uh, December, 2024. Let's say, um, cause we take a week off. Let's see. Is this, is this got 2025 on the back? January 1st is on a Wednesday. Next That's on year. Wednesday. So we won't be back, um, until, Let's see that. Do it. So we'll say, yeah, we'll say Wednesday the eighth, January eighth, twenty twenty five. I will do a roast Tansy and Tanstradamus. We'll bury Tanstradamus. We'll go back through some of the craziest Tanstradamus predictions. Some that came true, some that didn't, and then maybe maybe we bury Tanstradamus predictions going forward if it's not the craziest year of all time. Uh, so I say all that to say this, um, the tsunamis and earthquakes, we have a, we have an earthquake just devastating, uh, Japan, it's a magnitude of what was it? Seven point, uh, 7.6. Yeah. Japan earthquake here. Uh, lots of destruction going on and it's not the 62 dead so far. Um, but it's created these crazy, crazy tsunamis. And uh, if you're not paying attention to this, you should start paying just a little bit of attention. Again, it's kind of like the, the whole German farmers thing that happened two weeks ago that we, we, you know, social media covered that up. 
the farmers and their protests with their tractors, which was awesome. Imagine if that happened in the United States. If you posted that on Facebook two weeks ago, you, you your Facebook was uh, you you got a spanking for Facebook, and your, and your Facebook was taken down for for a series of hours. When a lot of people that told us called us personally said, "Don't cover this," I said, "Good thing is that we have fasting from the internet. Um, we take two weeks off every year at this time. Um, the holiday seasons just kind of recoup and and just turn it off or re restart the computer, if you will. So I didn't have to worry about it. But uh, Berta proud dad who we just had on uh, Night Shift TSI, uh, he, his shit was taken down because he posted about this this, uh, this this thing. But again, the Japan earthquake, another thing has kind of just not really been all that big of news. Okay, I take that back. The Japan part has been, but all of the other follow-on stuff really hasn't made it to mainstream uh, media yet. Uh, and when I say this, is, is there are warnings out all over the entire country right now um, at a higher level of, of earthquakes and uh, there's one in Yellowstone is under a, uh, a warning. Can you look that up for me really quick? What the warning level is in Yellowstone? I don't want to, I don't want to misspeak here. I don't want to just speak off of what I see on TikTok. Um, but the proof in the pudding is, is these waves that are slamming into the coast of California. Anybody here that's in California and has seen these, man. Wow. It is unbelievable how much, uh, how big these waves are getting and how, how inland they're moving. And this is all from these earthquakes that are happening all over the ocean. I, people say this, it happens all the time. Uh, yeah, it does. But uh, this is pretty fucking significant, especially because there was a uh, one in New York an earthquake in New York and there was explosions and people didn't know what the explosions were and it really didn't make the media at all. And there's really not much on there except that these explosions that everybody heard that they couldn't explain were because of this 1.6 magnitude uh, earthquake. I, I don't know. Look into it again. Do your reading yourself. I don't want to go down the rabbit holes and make you think I'm a wackadoodle. Just something to look at when you're in your patrol car. Take a little gander over there at the uh, the explosions heard in New York that, that are very weird. Um, okay, go ahead and read that for us. Uh, uh, Yellowstone's had three in the, since January 1st, a 2.5, a 2.6 and a 3.1. And it's only January 3rd. How, I mean, well, I mean, does it have, does it have earthquakes a lot? I I believe it does. I, I can, I'll look and see how frequent it is, but I believe that that's a fairly active region. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, but there's a lot of stuff going on all around the world. Something to take a look at. I Listen, it's fun. I again, I told you guys at the beginning of the show, I love this shit. I, I, I like to that. So I'm going to be looking into it all week. Um, I'm not going to turn a blind eye to this whole thing. What do you got there? Between 1,500 and 2,500 earthquakes per year are located oh. in the area. Yes, that's not that big of a deal. That's really not that big of a deal. I, I think the big waves are, are crazy, though. It's called King Waves. Somebody says, Falconator says, King Waves. Uh, Falconator, can you expand on that really quick in the chats, and then we'll get out of here. Um, we got somebody new here. National disgrace. Anybody ever seen National Disgrace in the live chats? Welcome, uh, Armory Knight. Haven't seen you in a while. Thanks for coming in. War with China over Taiwan? Question mark. Oh, sure. I don't think that's off the table. I don't think that's off the table. Look, uh, the, the God, uh, I, Israel called for an American uh, support and and immediately starting a war with Iran. Um, if you want to go go into it, I think that's going to be ramping up. I didn't really save room for that today because I think the Epstein list took up most of the time today and we had a bunch of other stories. But, you know, I, I wouldn't shy away with it. They called for an immediate 
attack on Iran and they, they wanted to, uh, uh, what's the politician, uh, Lindsey, uh, Lindsey Graham, uh, want, wants to wipe off the Republican guard of, of, of Iran off of the face of the earth. He wants to hit their headquarters, wipe it off the face of the earth. He said it on the record. Um, that, that's pretty crazy talk there. Um, uh, you know, that we're really pushing for this whole world war three, the industrial war, uh, uh, military complexes is just super thirsty at the, at the moment. And, and then at breaking news, as of today, uh, the Al Soleimani, there was a Al Soleimani, by the way, he was the guy that was assassinated by, by, uh, America drone strikes in 2020. And, um, and there was an explosion that killed over a hundred people today or yesterday, um, for his celebration, the Iranian celebration of Al Soleimani, who was a huge piece of shit, by the way, I don't care that, that, that 100 people celebrating Soleimani's life died. That doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me in the least bit. But, you, you know, was that an American? Is that a poking of the bear of the Americans? Now, this is breaking news. This is as of this morning. This is a couple hours ago. Again, I haven't done a lot of research on it. We didn't talk about it today on the show. But, I mean, if you, if you really want to kind of kind of get a head start on what we're probably going to be talking about uh, going further on, on, on Wednesday, you know, might want to take a look at that. Uh, because I, I do think that there's, uh, yeah, 103 now dead from ball blast near the Iran general uh, Soleimani's tomb on the state. So, you know, they're saying that it was a terrorist attack. Nobody's taking responsibility for it. You know, I, I think it's pretty odd that over the weekend, Lindsey Graham's talking about wiping uh, the I Republican Guard of, of Iran, the, the headquarters, I'm sorry, uh, off the face of the earth. Literally, he's like almost exact words. I think he said, like, let's eradicate them from the earth. Like, let's wipe it off of the fucking grids or something like that. Something along those lines. And then all of a sudden in Iran, uh, we have 103 killed at a Soleimani celebration of Soleimani supporters. So is this an American uh, Israel plot to get us into World War III? I don't know. Anyway, I just bring all of that up because of, of who I saw in the chats that brought it up, uh, Armory Night. Um, yeah, I, I again, think it's going to be crazy. Fulkenator says, okay, what about the book, Tansy? I, I'm going to let you guys go. By the way, we're starting this show every week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, uh, and this is political news. Don't fucking put on the social medias that, that we've gone too political. Don't say it. Don't do it. Because we do society and culture news with two black comedians um, that do all the society and culture TMZ style shit, which is all Hollywood uh, news and stuff like that. Comedians, all three comedians doing that show, society and culture has nothing really to do with politics. Tuesday's true crime, absolutely nothing to do with politics, just dark, crazy, true crime humor. And then on Thursday, we do sports news, which nothing to do with politics. And then Friday, we have our big case breakdowns, nothing to do with politics. Literally, Wednesday's show is political news. If you don't like politics, don't fucking tune in to Wednesday's show. It's okay. It doesn't mean that you don't support us or you don't like us. It just means politics isn't your thing. But don't sit there and send me a DM that says we've gone too political. Uh, our whole job in life at this podcast channel is to inform and entertain first responders five days a week. So we give you all the shit that you need to know so that you don't sound like an asshole first responder all the fucking time at all the parties, at all the barbecues. We're giving you something else to talk about other than dead babies and domestic violence. You got to be in the know because knowing is half the battle when you're sitting down next to that perp, which I hate the word perp. Nobody, no fucking real cops ever use that. But when you got your suspect sitting down on the ground and he starts talking about Biggie Smalls or something like that, maybe you listen to our Monday episode and you got a little bit of insight on what's going on with P. Daddy and Biggie Smalls and Tupac and all these things. Or, or, or maybe Will Smith's new allegations and all these things. Or maybe you, 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 you pull over a rich uh, lawyer for a DUI and he starts making mumblings uh, of, of something. And, and maybe it's about the Epstein list or, or maybe it's about the Harvard school and you have something to, to talk to them about. Or maybe you pull somebody over and they've got a Harvard sticker and you can ask them, hey, you know, what, what about the president of uh, Harvard resigning? What's your opinion on that? Get you something to talk about. Break the ice. All right. 
fuck off with the too too political shit. Fuck right off with it. Um, fucking air says Wednesdays are amazing. Okay, what about the book? Uh, quickly about the book. Um, um, so the news about the book either comes out this week or it'll come out the second week of February. And here's why I say this because what's happening with the book now can only it usually only happens this the beginning of the month and and it usually is released by the second week of whatever month that, that that it takes place. So we have a deal. The deal's going through legal. The problem is I signed the deal, the book deal. I signed the book deal uh, two days before Thanksgiving. And then I was told that the publishing company pretty much doesn't do shit for the month. Because they don't release anything. There's no book releases. Uh, the Christmas book releases are released in October. And then it's basically November through January, they take off. Like they're not releasing any new books. So there's nothing to promote. There's nothing going on. They're promoting what they've already released in October. So all the hard work is done. So it's like Santa's elves just kind of take that off. And then they come back um, the second week of January and then they get kicking. And then they usually always release the big news the second week of any, of any month. So I did not expect anything to happen through the, through the December and they're just now coming back. So do I think it'll happen next week, the second week of January? It could because it always happens that week. But because they, they haven't done anything since uh, Thanksgiving, I, I, I and my agent believes the same thing. And my agent says that, 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 that he's pretty sure it'll probably be the second week of February that, uh, that, that you'll be able... I mean, it's bombshell news, guys. Huge news. It's, it's, it's life-changing news. And I don't say that... Uh, in the least part. Legitimately so, is. It's legitimately changing. Yeah, I don't know every bit of the details, but I know a little bit of the details. And le- like it's a because of the magnitude of what it is, it takes a little bit for the stuff to get ironed out, the last little details and dot in the I's and crossing the T's. So it, it'll take I would say it takes a second, but it takes a second. Yeah. Uh the contract is extremely large. Largest contract I've ever signed in my whole life. It probably I, I mean, I you know, I don't know. And it's already opening doors. I don't want to. I, I want to let it all come out at the same time. I'm not. I'm not trying to be an asshole. But I promise you this, Falconator. I'm not just leading you on. I'm not leading you on, and then just going to give you like news that you're like, man, eh, it's not that big of a deal. This is big deal news. Big deal news. And I just want it to be. I want to show it to you. I want to show you. I want to show it to you. The landing page on the, the, the whole fucking. The whole thing, I'm going to get all in one swoop. So um, 2024 is just going to be such a big, big year for all of us here at uh, Failure to Stop. It all starts with you guys, man. 37 people in the chats. If you would, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, leave us a comment. Uh, but share us out all through 2024. Share it with your first responder friends. Everybody needs to be talking about Failure to Stop going forward. Uh, we are the number one channel where our first responders go to be informed and entertained. Uh, we got a huge guest lineup. We've got some stand-up comedy again with... Uh, uh, we got an event. Uh, it looks like it's going to be in May 31st is a, a is one date that I have final for you guys. May 31st, it's going to be at Fort Hood, Texas uh, with mandatory fun day and a ton of other military veteran first responder influencers. Big influencer fair at Fort Hood. It looks like it's going to be on the 31st. 
And, um, and, and I've, I've been asked to do the stand-up comedy uh, as one of the stand-up comedy openers. Um, I think Black Rebel Black, Black Coffee guys are getting involved. There's going to be big music. Anyway, it's the first thing of its kind. It's going to be taking place on Fort Hood. I don't really know a lot of the ins and outs yet, but uh, you might want to put that on the books. I don't know if it's open to, I don't know if it's open to the public for it's just open to military. Because I think you have to be able to get onto Fort Hood for it. I don't know, but if if you are a military and, and first responder in the in the Fort Hood area or Fort Hood, Texas, you know, uh, we'll keep you we'll keep you guys going. We still got some time on that, and then also in the works with Conservative Ant down in Texas, alongside with some Paranormal Hunters, the Motley Croc show, um, and um, um, the per- Paranormal Investigator, his sister, um, Brittany Investigate. She's she's on Discovery Channel. She's got a show coming out this year. All these things, but we're doing a big live show in Tampa, Florida. It looks like with them, um, or maybe or maybe Orlando. It's either Orlando or Tampa. I'll give you the dates on that. And then it looks like we're having some kind of meetup in Virginia that's going to be taking place. Um, but again, we're going to try to give you 90-day notice for all of that. Uh, for all of you guys who have been tuning in, the Tyler S. Drums and Rums podcast. Uh, by the way, if you like drums, you like rum, head up the Drums and Rum podcast. Uh, you got Bosco Autry in the chats. Uh, t- uh, Low Ren who's somebody kind of new, been in the last couple of chats. I don't really know much about Loren. Loren, if you uh, follow us on the FTS uh, underscore Wolfpack, that's our private group. Anybody's welcome to join the private group. But yeah, that's where I get to know some of you guys in the chats. Uh, Chief Keefe is in here. They, they got the sports show on this channel on Thursdays. Shout out James Russell. Fridays are your favorite. Okay. Good. We've got a big one Friday. I know that coming up on the Fridays, we're working on right now uh, uh, some case breakdowns that are some, some really crazy case breakdowns. Not to draw the show out any longer. Just wanted to put this out there. But uh, I also, what I, my goal for this year is a big Ruby Ridge, a big Ruby Ridge breakdown. I think it's time we, you know, I don't think we need to forget Ruby Ridge, but I'm trying to get like an, uh, another Green Beret on to help us break that down since it involves Green Berets and the FBI and, and, and some crazy shit like that. So uh, Friday show is, is, is uh, bigger, going to be bigger than ever this year. Some banger guests on there too. And uh, yeah, let's don't sleep on the sports show guys. And, and by the way, the dark humor coming out of true crime right now is so fucking dark. That's what I go there for. Like, it's so funny. And then on Mondays, um, We've really gotten Monday squared away going forward for the 2024, some new equipment for that show. Uh, so, so get ready for that. You guys are going to love it. And um, yeah, tactical dude says uh, there's a lot of explosions near power plants and stuff like that. Yeah. Something to keep an eye on guys. Something to definitely keep an eye on. Um, and I knew Ruby Ridge would excite guys like armory night. I don't even know who armory night is, but a name like armory night, Attack a cool dude, for example. Names like that, screen names like that, they're gonna get hard. They're gonna get hard on Ruby Rich because uh, you know, fuck, you know, guys with names like that are all about fucking the ATF over it and, and and the FBI and whatnot. So uh, you guys will appreciate that. You guys are gonna, you guys are really gonna appreciate that. Um, Cupcakes and Cameo says she loves her some dark humor. Uh, that's not the only thing she likes. That's dark. Speaking of dark humor. Uh, let your imaginations run wild with that. Um, for myself, for Ted Leg Media. By the way, Josh, um, Wolfpack, hold my feet to the fire. I am taking all of your hoodies, your Christmas hoodies, and I'm putting it in the mail today. I went to the post office and they were closed for the holiday. They closed one day early. So Friday, they were not open for New Year's weekend. I mean, I'm sorry, for uh, Christmas Eve weekend. Because Christmas Eve was on a Sunday. Yeah. The fucking post office closed at noon on that Friday. What the fuck? But you know, I'm a procrastinator, so I'm doing it right now. I put, I'm literally hanging up. I'm gonna try. I'll take you a picture. I'll put it on the FTS Instagram. 
I'm putting them in the mail right now and you guys will have these uh, awesome uh, FTS hoodies. So, uh, all right. I think that's it. I think, I think we had a good show today. You good? Yep. You got anything else? Shake it more than twice. You're playing with it. Until next time, guys, the more, you know, the better I, you feel. I don't, yeah. The better you feel. Knowing's half the battle. Cheers. <laughs>